Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Andrea Castle. Andrea, are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Andrea is a data curator at Tesla Government Inc., working to break down information sharing barriers, building collaborative teams. She's a veteran of the United States Army, serving as an Arab linguist. Thank you so much for your service, Andrea. I'm excited to have you on. Um, Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Wow, that's a really great question. <laughs> it's great to be here with you today, George. And, you know, like, uh, like you said, I am um, a veteran. I served in the Army as an Arabic linguist. And I think that that, in a nutshell, um, gets to why I am where I am today. Uh, it, it really developed me into who I am. And the Army has a, a big part to play in, in why I'm a data curator with Tesla government. Um, so I support the U.S. government today to help them really just be more efficient with their um, information. And that um, stems back to my time in the military, seeing, you know, how information sharing can really break down. And um, I love to take that experience now to help the government really build collaborative teams. Um, I live in the D.C. area, so I get to experience, you know, a lot of work with with the U.S. government here in this area, and um, really just uh, love what I do. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. So this is a dumb question, but sometimes I ask dumb questions. When you tell people that you work at Tesla, do they get all excited and want to talk about cars? Oh, yes. That happens quite a bit. <laughs> in fact, um, I introduced myself to someone one time, and they wanted to know what Elon was like in person. I felt really bad saying, telling them, you know, I actually – don't work for Elon. <laughs> but, you know, I think that Tesla government and Tesla, the car company, are really kind of similar in a lot of ways And that, you know, Tesla, the car company is really pushing boundaries in the space of cars um, and what, what a car is even at the core. And I think Tesla government is really doing the same for the government, really pushing boundaries in, in how um, private companies can help the government achieve its mission and, and work and really thinking of um, innovative ways to do work that they've done for decades or even even longer in some cases. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. That's always been sort of a throwaway term that, that, that people and probably myself at, at some point it's like, well, the government's crappy at doing stuff. They're 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 bad at doing everything. So, whether that's true or, or it's not, you I, I would imagine you'd probably tell me that that's not true at all. Uh, but that's always what people have said: is that well, if you let private companies help, then um, that that would probably be a solution. And you think that that actually could help a little bit? Yes, I do. Actually, you know, I will say, left to their own devices. Um, uh, you know, the government and private companies, you know, they can get sort of stuck in a rut. You sort of have a way of doing business and you always sort of do it that way. And I do see this a lot in the government that, you know, you have a process, it seems to work and, you know, you, new information or new ideas or uh, innovations, technologies come out and incorporating those are often really difficult for the government to do. Um, so sometimes, you know, you really need to bring in new people, new perspectives. 
And to be fair to the government, that's a little bit hard to do a lot of times. Um, you know, bureaucracies are uh, often not easy to change for a reason. Uh, you don't want, you know, your bureaucracy to change every day. Right. But at the same time, I think, you know, there's a lot that the government could benefit from that's happening in the technology space right now, um, in the research space. And, you know, when you see the government partnering smartly with private industry, that's when you see really great innovations come out and the government doing things that are really efficient. Um, and I think the same is true for people, you know, uh, often when we work together in teams to achieve a common goal, we end up doing way more than we thought we could, um, you know, pushing each other in that collaborative space to, to achieve more. And that's really what I try to do with the government is, you know, understanding their rules, understanding their boundaries and what they're comfortable with, um, working within those to push the envelope as much as possible to achieve a common mission. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, I think that that's really well said right there. So I, th I think that we all understand what, what, what it means to be collaborative and what it means to collaborate um, your experience, I, I don't know exactly what you were doing as, as a linguist uh, in, in, in the Army, but I have to imagine, and what you're doing now, is that in order to have a truly collaborative relationship, both parties need to be open and willing to collaborate. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, one thing I say a lot with my experience in the military, so I joined in, right after September 11th, um, it was, you know, I joined a peacetime army and I entered, you know, into basic training in a wartime army. So I was, my life was changed very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and I deployed right after language school um, to Iraq. Um, so in 2004, I was there in the early days. And one thing I noticed really quickly was that I was in a unique position because I could understand the military side of things, the U.S. military. I understood what we were trying to accomplish our mission objectives, and the constraints that we were operating under. But then I could also talk to the Iraqis and hear in their own words, you know, what their perspective was. And, you know, often, <laughs> no surprise, there were huge issues with miscommunication. You know, the, uh, the, the locals would interpret our actions in the worst possible light, or we would do the, the same for them. Um, and I really appreciated being in that position where I could sort of try to bring the two together and, trans, you know, literally translate, <laughs> yeah. but also, you know, the intentions, translate the intentions of each side. Um, and, you know, I've taken that experience to today where I'm at, where you do see the same, you know, in my work, I work with different government agencies that, you know, often have different perspectives, different missions, but a lot of times <laughs> they don't realize it they're working towards the same objectives. They're, they are actually often doing the same things, um, but they don't know how to communicate or collaborate. And having an outsider come in and sort of translate between the two um, often proves to be very, very helpful. So I think, you know, in the case of the government, 
it's helpful to have someone like myself come in and help, um, you know, our team at Tesla government, you know, but in your private companies or, um, you know, maybe your nonprofit work that you're doing, there's so many opportunities to do this very same thing. Um, I think, you know, when we step out of ourselves and look for that group of people, like-minded people who are working towards the same objectives, like I said before, you can accomplish so much more. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. And I could certainly, I mean, it's such a, it's just a human thing to do, whether I speak uh, a foreign language from you. And I mean, that's just the extreme example. I can't, probably a perfect example of, of, of a really tough situation was, was when you were in, in the Middle East and trying to help interpret actions when, when, when the locals are like, wow, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And you're like, well, no, if you just look at it this way, this is really what our intention was to um, just working within uh, an organization, whether it's the government or a private company and people are just making assumptions and, and sort of working around one another without really having a clear open line of communication or being upfront with expectations and, and things like that. Um, and, and even from just, just the interactions that we have in our personal lives being upfront and, and, and well, I, I guess I'll, I'll try and ask a question here at some point, Andrea, <laughs> um, how, how, how is just being upfront with this is, this is the interaction that, that, that we're going to have the, these are what my intentions are. This is the result. Is that sort of similar? Yeah. Well, I I laugh because I think back on Iraq, and I think that this is so common. And you know, we don't even realize the the pers- or you know what we're putting out in the world. Sometimes I had a couple Iraqis tell me once that they thought that our um, you know our safety goggles that we wore that were often colored a little bit orange they thought that they were you know able to see through <laughs> the <laughs> people's clothes they were x-ray vision <laughs> and they thought that our Gatorade was some kind of drug that made us into superhumans Amazing. <laughs> um, you know and you know it's it's things like that that you know a soldier would never think of you know they would they would of course not want to put that perspective out there to the locals if they're interacting with you know a local leader they wouldn't you know they were they were required to wear all their body armor and their safety goggles and they often drank Gatorade to stay hydrated um but you know the local leader if he had heard that perspective or those rumors you know he might think that this soldier is very intimidating very scary and you know that instantly breaks down the communication and you're not going to be able to get very far with that person if they're just at a fundamental level, scared of you. Um, so understanding how what you're putting out there, how others see you and your mission, I think is very important. Um, and you know, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes <clears throat> and see, you know, w- what are they seeing about me and my mission? How might they misinterpret it? Most importantly, I think that's a big question to ask that we often don't ask. We just think of our own, you know what we want to accomplish and what we want to achieve and our own goals and not necessarily thinking, you know, one, how others might help us achieve our goals and two, what might be the big stumbling block (laughs) that will prevent them from working with us. So I think that's one thing that I tried to do today, you know, is, is look at that in, in everything that we're doing, every collaborative project that I, that I work on is, you know, what is, what are the common mission goals 
and how can the two sides might misinterpret motivations. Yeah, I think that that's such a valuable thing in in whatever interaction that 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 we're entering into. So, do you have a, 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 a for lack of a better term, a process that you follow when 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 you're meeting your new collaborators for the first time, or how how how, how does that kind of work? You know, sometimes they come to us and they say, you know, this is what we want to do, and um, you know, this is this is the goal we have. And sometimes all the parties come together and it works beautifully and everything is, is golden. <laughs> um, other times, you know, we see a gap and I, I'm really lucky to work on in a company where we have this opportunity to be innovative and we see gaps often and we say, you know what, it doesn't look like anyone is doing this or that there's a, there's a need for this kind of uh, thing to take place. And, you know, through the through the programs that we're on uh, with the government um, in my company and and through our work, we are able to actually sort of foster some of that work where we can we can go out and say it looks like you all are working on the same things, <laughs> but maybe you don't know it. Is it? Would you like to work together um, to achieve something bigger? So um, you know, there have been a lot of examples like that in my work, and um, the best is when I can help out in my opinion, um, the DOD or active duty military who are, you know, doing real missions today. Um, that's always the most satisfying to me because I know what it's like to be in their shoes where you're, you're on the ground. <laughs> Maybe you're a 20 year old dropped into a foreign country that you've never been to before. And, you know, there's a lot that you need to know that maybe you don't even know you need to know. <laughs> so helping those people out in those situations, I think is incredibly rewarding. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think there's any question about that. That's incredibly important work in terms of when, when you're engaging with somebody and, and you're putting yourself in their shoes and you're sort of getting the sense that, okay, well, it seems like George has, has some, has some, um, has some walls up and maybe, maybe he's worried that, that 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 I'm going to take his job, even though that's the furthest thing from the truth. And we're not trying to get rid of George; just find some inefficiencies. How do you how do you help to sort of bridge that gap between people are reticent to be engaging in 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 the collaborative process? Yeah, there's often a reason why people are reticent, and I think sometimes you know when you're talking about commercial companies or you know the private. Uh, private industry, a lot of times it's competition. You know, you don't want to give away your, your industry secrets. Sure. And, you know, you want to always stay ahead of that other company that might be just right next to you. Um, in the government world, you know, there's there's often a lot of um, competition going on as well. Um, so I think, you know, looking at the person and understanding what is it that might be the root cause of, you know, their motivation. Are they motivated are they looking at that next job advancement? Um, are they, do they have a mission that they failed on recently that they need to be successful with, you know, trying to find where they're, where they are in their, in their position and just understanding the person that you're dealing with at an individual level helps. And then I think also, you know, when you're working on collaborative projects, you always have to have, everybody needs to come away with something. You're very rarely going to have a situation where, 
people will participate and give and give and give and not receive anything back. Eventually that person who's giving is going to give up and be like, okay, I'm not really getting anything <laughs> out of this. Uh, it, I'm just giving everything. So you have to make sure that you understand from the get go, what is everybody going to get out of this situation? And that's when you get the real buy-in and you, you can move your project forward. Um, I'll say sometimes, you know, it can be kind of messy as you work this stuff out, um, but eventually you get to a place that's great. And I think, you know, one thing that we do is like data collaborations. So we'll bring together a bunch of different agencies that have information on different, you know, on the same topic, but maybe a different flair. And, you know, the benefit of them all coming together and bringing their data together is sort of a live dashboard view, you know, a visualization of their data. So like a, you know, rubber meets the road kind of view, that's what we're doing, one thing that we're doing. Um, and that dashboard is a live, you know, living product that everybody can benefit from day in and day out. Um, and going forward, that can lead to a lot more insights that they would have not received if, you know, all the parties were not contributing. So those are those are things that we try to do, that we work towards. Um, it's not always perfect, <laughs> right? But um, you know, we 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 it's an iterative process. So like you know, bringing in that agile methodology, we we try to make it better over time. I love it. Makes sense. Well, Andrea, the people are ready for your difference making <laughs> tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know, joining the military was something that I did that was really hard, and so I would say, you know. If I'm going to give advice to people in their work, in their private life, I think do something really hard, challenge yourself. Um, and even if it's something that you think, you know, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if I can actually do this. <laughs> you know, I think I might fail. You know, going into Arabic school, I thought, you know, in the beginning, there was a point where I thought, you know, I might not actually be successful here. <laughs> but it turns out Arabic was the perfect thing for me. The Army was a great experience. Um, and it's led me to a lot of great work down the road. So, yeah, challenge yourself. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I think that that's perfect advice. Got to challenge yourself. Get yourself out of wherever you wherever you find yourself being comfortable. You know, mix it up a yeah. little bit. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with Tesla? Um, yeah. Well, I think the best way to engage with me and learn more about Tesla is to go to our website, teslagov.com. And you can see there I've done quite a few blog posts and videos. And if you want to engage with me further, that's a great place to go. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good idea, go to teslagov.com and find Andrea's blog posts and uh, check everything out from there. Thanks again, Andrea. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.